Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Lunchtime hour, Mutton Lou 93.7, W-E-E-I. Your calls all day at 617-779-7937. AT&T text line is 37937. A bad win for the Celtics last night. <laughs> Got to focus. Got to focus here. Can't let games <laughs> like that happen when you're looking for a lottery spot. Uh, Jackie McMullen was on the Comcast uh, pre and post last night with Kyle Draper, and Jackie joins us, as she always does on the AT&T hotline. And Jackie brought to you by Toyota of Nashua and by Commonwealth Mortgage. Jackie Mutlu, how are you? Hello, guys. I don't have anything to offer in terms of incarceration. I've never been in I've never been in prison. I don't have any good stories. I'm not sure why I'm on today. You are the first caller in about an hour that's what not even a run in prison on the way in. Mesmerizing. <laughs> mesmerizing. And I love how matter of factly, well what were you in for? Oh, I was doing a I was running a drug ring. Oh, all right. Yeah. Massachusetts. I was running the whole thing. My goodness. <laughs> We have some new details we're going to have coming up oh, this hour boy. on this as well, Jackie. I, I will stay away from that, and I will focus on what you watched last night over at the uh, the uh, Comcast Palatial Studios watching the Celtics play. And before we get to the off the court, yeah, Rajon Rondo on the court. I, I thought you summed it up pretty uh, succinctly that without Rondo last night, they get blown out. He was a complete game changer in his second game back off the uh, birthday day off over the weekend. Yeah, well, he was the reason they won the game. He, you know, he set the pace. He uh, had great energy. He made good decisions, um, both pass, dishing the ball and, and taking shots. You know, he's worked a lot on his perimeter game uh, during this this injury to his knee, and and you know, he was five of six from the free throw line. My goodness, that's we should throw him a party for that. I'd go to that party. <laughs> so um, yeah, he, you know, he had total command of the game, uh, and I predicted it before the game. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Uh, he tends to do this when he causes a stir. And I think he gets up for guys like Jeff Teague, who you know has a similar skill set, not as talented, but but a similar skill set, quickness. Rondo likes to think he's the quickest guy in the league. It all set up perfectly for a big game by Rondo, and that's what he that's what he gave us. How about the game of Bayless from him? Yeah. His first start out there gets well. I think he ended up with twenty nine. Twenty nine, yeah. I mean, you're looking at him, and he's got another. Although this is it actually for him, right? Yeah. As far as yep. the salary goes, it is. And, you know, he can do this occasionally, and it's why he was a high first-round draft pick uh, when he was drafted. He has the capability of doing this, but, again, the key word, obviously, is consistency. If he did it night in and night out, uh, he wouldn't have been available to the Celtics uh, when he was. So that's the problem, right? He's a, a streak shooter, and, boy, he was on last night. I mean, he took that one fall away uh, just beyond the foul line with the shot clock running down. I mean, wow, that was pretty impressive. It was an impressive performance individually and a tough win for those of us who are hoping uh, they find right. their way into the top of the lottery. The story was not how they played last night. The story has been, Jackie, last couple of days, uh, Rajon Rondo not traveling with the team from L.A. to Sacramento. And right. I, it's people have been texting us. that We talked about this, and we got some phone calls on it, but people saying it's not a story. And I, I feel like it is a story because it, it speaks to – the decision the Celtics have here. They're going to re-sign him, they're going to trade him, or they're going to let them walk into free agency. I don't think that last one's going to happen because they don't get anything in return for Rajon Rondo. So as they try to figure out, are we going long-term with Rajon or are we going to try to trade him, I feel like stories like this have an impact at some level because 
it speaks to whatever the relationship is between the organization and Rajan. How did you see the events of the weekend? Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. Well, let's start with that. Rondo's his own guy. He, you know, one of the issues that Doc Rivers had with them at the end of their tenure together, and they're all pals now because they don't have to deal with each other day in and day out, but one of the issues Doc had with him was Rondo thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He thinks he's above everybody else. And that's a wonderful quality at times, uh, positive self-talk when you're out on the court and you want to prove that you're the best. But, uh, you know, listen, he should have he asked them. I bet if he had said to the Celtics, look, I want to stay behind. My whole family's here. They're in L.A. I'm not going to play anyway in Sacramento. I'd like to stay behind. Um, they, I think they, you know, they'd probably say, well, where are you going to be? What time are you going to be in? You know, mm-hmm. uh, get some parameters. And I, I think they might have said yes. I don't, I don't think it would have been a big deal. The fact that he didn't bother to do that, if that is in fact how it went, and I guess we don't know 100% for sure, do we? Uh, so we have to be careful there. Um, that's, you know, it's annoying. Now, is it a big story? No. It's a big story if you don't show up for a game you're supposed to play in. That's a big story. Um, he wasn't going to play in this game anyway. But here's why I do think it is significant. Um, if you want to be the leader, if you want to be the captain, if you're the guy that's going to stir the drink for this team, you have to – your leadership matters. And it, and it doesn't matter when the team's going good. Leadership matters when your team's going bad. When you're losing five in a row, when you've had a horrible West Coast trip, when, when the trade deadline is passed and all those veterans that were hoping they were getting out of this mess aren't getting out of this mess, that's when leadership matters. That's when the real guys step up and say, okay, it's all right. Come on, jump on my back. We're going to make the best of this situation. And so the timing of this is kind of bad. And the other thing is, the biggest thing, I think, is he showed up as coach. Now, whether he meant to or not, I don't think he did. He probably wasn't thinking because he thinks, you know, these guys think about themselves, right? They don't think about how their actions affect others, how it made. I'm sure when Rondo did this, he wasn't thinking, I think I'll make Brad Stevens look bad today. I'll show him up and I'll, and I'll, blow, I'll blow this off. I, I guarantee you that wasn't his process, his thought process. He probably wasn't thinking at all. He was probably thinking, you know what, I don't feel like going to Sacramento. I'd rather stay in L.A. with my family. So, but he did. The, the ultimate uh, result here was he showed up as coach. And his coach, I thought, handled it beautifully. Never mentioned him by name last night in pregame. Uh, said, you know, I've thought it's a good question, you know, how, should he have done this? I've thought about it a lot. Clearly was not happy with how it went, but moved on from it. So I think it's safe to move on from it. I don't think it's a huge, uh, huge deal. But I didn't like Rondo's comments afterwards either because he had a chance to just say, you know what, I shouldn't have done it. It was a miscommunication. My bad. Let's move on. That's all I had to say. Yeah, he I, didn't. I agree with you, Jack. Yeah, to me, this is all more about the C on his jersey, um, you know, right. and, and that leadership and People are people are very emotional. You know, I criticize him because talking about leadership, and then you get the guy that's like, "Well, you're right. He's an awful player." I'm like, "I never. No, no, no. That no. was never. That was no. never said. This is a leadership thing." But right. here's the one thing, like you said, Brad Stevens has handled it, and, and Danny Ainge has talked about it publicly, and and we all know there's a lot of things that happen publicly. Could could they have just come out and said, "I don't understand what you guys are talking about," to the public? We did talk about it before he left, and then handle it internally. Isn't that kind of the way you usually do see it? Maybe even lie. <laughs> to protect right, a player? I guess. But I think, you know what, though? Here's why I think it, they didn't do that is there's one thing that's very clear to me. I don't know who's going to be left standing at the end of this season. My guess is not a whole bunch of those guys on that team. But there's one guy I know who's going to be left standing, and his name is Brad Stevens. And they gave him a six-year contract, a lucrative contract, and they told him, this is your gig. And, and any player that goes in and complains, I want to be traded, I don't like this, I don't like that, they can say to every one of them, well, you know what? then you'll have to be gone because we're keeping him. 
And I think that was the message mm-hmm. that was resonating through this. And I think that's why they did it. And I applaud them for it. Make it clear. This is Brad Stevens. He's going to be here. The rest of you guys, it's up to you whether you want to be here or not. Because if you don't want to fall in line with what Brad Stevens is doing, what he believes in, what he believes in, and I believe that he didn't believe in what Rondo did, then you make your choice. So I, I liked it. I was okay with it. Yeah, I think uh, I, I felt like Ainge... Ainge began all of this. When Steve Bullpett asked him about it, Ainge could have answered it. And I feel like, Jackie, to, to follow up on what you said, I think they sort of wanted this to get out. I think they want this to be well, I don't a know story. About that. I, I mean, well, then Danny could have easily passed over Steve when Steve called him, right? I mean, it could have, could have become a non starter right there when Danny Ainge answers the question yeah, we're looking into it. Uh, you know, sources say he doesn't have permission. I, I feel like they, they maybe a frustration level has been had, and they felt like, look, we don't have to bury it because we want people to know about this. We want him to feel some pressure of trying to show up our coach and our organization by not going to that game in Sacramento. Well, I see, I, don't, I won't go that far. I think Steve Bullpett found out about it. Good for Steve. It's good reporting. He was on the trip. He knows Danny Ainge very well. He's, you know, plugged into that team. So he found something out, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know. I haven't talked to Steve about it, so I have no idea how he went about it or how he framed it to Danny. But, you know, he had his sources. He had the story. The story is probably going to come out anyway. So I think Danny probably felt, all right, he's got this story. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to talk with Rondo because I think if Danny says, hey, I don't think it's a big deal and, and doesn't mean that, I don't think that reflects very well on Danny either. I don't know. I don't think this is as big a deal as everybody's making it out to be, but, uh, but it's an issue. It's a fair mm-hmm. issue. And then Rondo, to me, threw a little kerosene on it last night by, being the, by the way he behaved and, you know, the old-fashioned the old fashioned blame the media for something. All he had to say was, you know what, my bad. I, I should have handled it differently. Miscommunication, my mistake, but I'm ready to move on. I'm part of this team. I'm here. I'm going to play. That's all he had to do. Mm-hmm. That's all he had to do. Jack, you know, we were talking the other day about, you know, baseball making some changes, right, the collision rules in different right. sports. And I know now it's been kind of joked about with this four-point play yeah. in the NBA in a right. bigger court. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody really wants that. Is there, is there anything you think – is there is, – what's the next change? Because it seems like every sport's making changes. Is there a change in the NBA you think that – Well, the one that, I've, the one that I've heard and the one that makes a kernel of sense to me is raising the rim higher than 10 feet. Hmm. Too many guys, you know, dunking – Guys that can't even stay in the league a day can dunk. So I've heard that talked about. I have heard um, also them talking about making a, a, a bigger trapezoid, like like in the international game, a bigger key, more of a trapezoid, more space in the key. Um, but I don't think anything's going to happen right now. And the four-point play, I mean, my goodness. Good, I know. We're just getting used to the three-point <laughs> shot, which is a gimmick in itself. You know, the three-point shot, what it's done is made bad teams have a chance in games. And I would include the Celtics among them, by the way. And certainly the Atlanta Hawks, who are just down to the nub of their, line, their roster right now with not a single big guy on the floor. I mean, their tallest big guy is a Dexter Pickman who was on a 10-day contract. They didn't have anybody else over six foot eight on the floor last night. They can stay in NBA games because they shoot threes, which to me is, is a gimmick. So why would you want to make the gimmick twice what it is in the four-point play. I just don't ever see it happen. Could I sell you on expanding the floor? That's the one I agree with. They've been playing with this size basketball court since guys like mm-hmm. Bob Cousy sure. were playing. And you compare Cousy to make it a little bit wider, a little bit longer. Make, wider specifically, Jackie, you're right. right because the players today, like comparing Shaq to Tommy Heinsohn as two centers, sure. they're just different animals. Yeah. So I, I would expand the court. I agree with you. Four-point play. Make the court a little bit bigger because the players are bigger than they were sure. in the 40s and 50s. Well, and that's the idea of like the 11-foot rim too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I've heard that spo- I've heard that spoken 
uh, those two things will happen well before a four-point play, I can assure you that. Uh, Jackie, great stuff as always. Appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, please stay out of the prisons. Don't be <laughs> – Don't be. I mean, you know, the one thing you worry about is don't – no one should be think, oh, man, if I commit a crime, I can be on EEI with Mutt and Lou. Let's not, well, prom- let's not promote that, fellas. Jackie, I know, but we, we, have, we have some lines up there already ready to talk about this issue. we got more inmates. <laughs> All right, go for it. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.